Welcome to the Pop on Film. I am Bunny Williams, and with me is. I am the Pope in question. My name is Reverend Steve. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood. Actual thing, worth a Google. This is episode 256 of this podcast, which I think is pretty impressive. Still kicking even under quarantine. And look, I didn't know the movie was going to be this bad, all right? And I apologize. No, okay, I, just, I know. I, 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 I this movie was just fucked up and again i have a lot to say about this movie i i don't know if i necessarily want to call it bad though okay well i do this movie's a piece of shit it's kind of like if it looked- it's kind of like if steven spielberg had to work on a film with the three stooges it's like it's it's like the entire movie the entire movie's budget was zero. Everything involved in this film was just done because of favors owed. I I, I disagree with the budget, but I, I think we're going to have to save it, or okay. or we're going right. to get All in. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 get to that. We'll get to that later. Bunny, yes. As the coronavirus ravages, pretty much. Uh, everything we hold sacred. One thing is clear. I am still psychic, damn it! Okay, what happened? Well, I've had a very psychic week. I just wanted to share a little bit before we discuss our homework in Act 1 of the show. Now, full disclosure in case anyone's new here. Am I really psychic? No. Psychic people don't exist. But if they did exist, then I would definitely be one of them. First off, CBS Sunday Morning just did an expose into Johnny Carson in the 1970s toilet paper shortage, and it's obvious that they only did that after hearing our amazing podcast. Yes. Which which makes sense when you think about it, because, like, uh, if you want to be, like, the best, you got to copy the best. Yeah. You know? True. Just a fact. 100% 100% fact. Then the WWE is still doing, still trying to do live tapings of Raw and SmackDown despite the stay in place order. It's dangerous and reckless and it puts all their employees in danger just so that Vince McMahon makes more money. Uh, well, he's now, he's now, he, hey, 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 you got to understand Vince McMahon is now one of the people in charge of, of when this country reopens. So, yeah. If he thinks his wrestlers should wrestle, well, who are we to argue? Yeah, they're still, and they're still ignoring the coronavirus in their shows. They're still taping because, yeah, you may have heard that WWE is an essential business that has yes. to stay open, which is ridiculous. And of course, that only happened after Linda McMahon put like, hundreds of thousands of dollars into Trump's campaign. And then she's now heading a super PAC that's going to raise millions of dollars for Trump. Only after that happened, did the governor of Florida declare the WWE an essential business. And then, and then on, on top of that, the XFL has gone out of business 
And the WWE, in a desperate attempt to try and uh, stay relevant, has, over the past few days, starting this past Wednesday, fired 40% of their overall staff. <coughs> okay. That's not, just, not just wrestlers in the ring, but people behind the scenes and, and producers and all of these people. They fired Kurt Angle, for shit's sake. Yeah? Yeah. So the WWE is firing people via text, I might add. Of course. Uh, struggling to stay in business and putting their own wrestlers' lives in danger to make money. It, 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 this entire week has been crazy. I say they're struggling to stay in business, but the truth of the matter is they've got about $1 billion in like revenue saved up. So they don't really need to fire people, but they've had such a poor 2019 going into 2020 before the coronavirus that they are this upcoming week, they're going to have a, a an investor's call. And Vince, Vince McMahon was desperate to make the year seem better. So he's firing people to say, oh, look at all the money that we've made and saved in 2019 and 2020. So it's oh, nice. not that yeah, he's fi he fired all these. Yeah. It, it's not that he fired all these people to, because they're struggling to stay in business. They're already doing good business. They just fired these people to do better business. So it's really just a greedy dick move. Yeah. And I, I've been fascinated by it. We're watching history right now. But back to the psychic portion of, of this bit. I said a number of weeks ago that if the WWE continues to put on shows during the pandemic, that pretty soon people will be doing social distancing matches. And I was like, and the more yeah. I thought about that, the more I was like, you know what? That is actually a pretty decent idea. You know, you get two wrestlers fighting across the ring without ever touching each other. And they've got to really be like high flyers because like one person punches and the other person's flying all over the place. I mean, weirder things have happened in in professional wrestling. I saw well, on they YouTube could, they a could couple just, of months ago. They could just stand in their own corners and shout insults at each other. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I once saw an invisible man match, two invisible men wrestling against each other. So the idea of a social distancing match, I thought, wasn't the weirdest thing in wrestling. I mean, for shit's sake, uh, Joey Ryan still flips people with the awesome power of his penis. Yes. So. So we could definitely have match. we could definitely have a your mama's so fat match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Well. Uh, this week, it happened. Okay. The first ever social distancing match. It wasn't in the WWE because the WWE is still acting like uh, the coronavirus pandemic isn't happening. In fact, they promoted for months the main event of WrestleMania 36 was going to be Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. It was the main event. It was the main event. But at the last second, Roman Reigns bowed out because he has had a lifetime struggle with leukemia. And so he's at a high risk to get the coronavirus. So now, not only did they replace 
Roman Reigns at the last second in WrestleMania. But now, apparently, the rule is don't mention his name on any WWE programming. Okay, let me just clear up that one small point, though. He's not, he's not more likely to get coronavirus. He's just as likely to get coronavirus as anybody else. He is much, much less likely to survive coronavirus. Yes, he, he's a high risk. Yes. Type person. But it's amazing that not only is the WWE pretending like the coronavirus doesn't exist, they're now pretending like Roman Reigns doesn't exist, and it's ridiculous. So the social distancing match didn't happen in the WWE. It was in GCW, which is an indie promotion that apparently stands for Game Changer Wrestling. It's an indie promotion out of New Jersey. I predicted that match would happen, and it did. It's on YouTube. Just search social distancing GCW, and it's there. And it's exactly how I imagined it. Two, (laughs) Two men shaking hands from across the ring and hitting punches from opposite sides and it, it it it's it's amazing it's exactly how i predicted it with my own psychic mind so that's yes. two that's two psychic predictions that have come true so i'm very psychic which is awesome i mean i know i'm not psychic but i need uh any win i can get while being stuck at home with my birthday canceled and two of my children out of the house so, hooray! Coronavirus! There was a third psychic thing, but yeah. I forgot to write it down, and I don't remember it. But there was a third thing. Just want to take this I, time I to don't say know. There's, there was a third thing. There's got to be something to be said about a psychic prediction that you can't remember. Yes. 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 Uh, understood. I understand the uh, I don't know the irony of that entire situation. <laughs> Bunny! Yes. It's homework time once oh. again, right here on the Pope on Film podcast. We had a, for those of you who are not in the know, we had a ridiculously long running homework segment on the show for a very long time and interestingly enough it started just because i wanted to share funny strange things i found on the internet with you bunny okay well it's back again and only for a limited time as we watch thankfully the first two episodes and not anymore just the first two episodes of netflix's newest original uh program the big show show the big show show now i didn't i wound up not quite watching the first two episodes but i did watch two episodes okay 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 because because i watched the first episode and i started watching the second episode and i fell asleep okay i think i slept about an hour woke up and then watch that episode, whatever the fuck episode was on. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. They're all the same. What are your opening thoughts, Bunny, about 
I, the majesty of the Big Show show. I don't really necessarily want to beat on the Big Show show too much. It's just a matter of it's typical. There's a husband. Yep. There's a wife. There are a couple of kids. You know, and and you have family drama, you know, or family comedy. You know, I mean, there's nothing particularly wrong with it, but it's like everything else. You know what I mean? I mean, it's King of Queens, you know? Uh, So to, like, really beat on it seems like it may be unfair where in a second season uh, the characters may find themselves and become interesting. I'm not I'm not going to hold my fucking breath for that, but it's a possibility, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. I, I think that they should make the big show getting his head shaved a regular thing, you know? That would be a nice yeah. little, that would be a nice little, like, uh, epilogue to each episode. Yeah. Like, I've learned something today kind of a thing where he's just sitting there yeah. getting his head shaved and he and his wife are talking. I think that would make an interesting, like, regular bit of the show. But other than that, like, there's not a hell of a lot to say about it, really. Yeah. I uh, I was tempted to... I watched the first two, and then I stopped right there. I was tempted, though, to watch another one, because there is an episode where... Uh, the Big Show surprises his uh, wife with a cruise when, in fact, it's a work thing and it's okay. a wrestler cruise and he's there for work, but he doesn't tell his wife. And I was. I almost watched that episode, but only because it features fucking uh, Mark Henry, Mankind, like, yeah. I think one or two other wrestlers. And I was like, I was, I was kind of interested in watching that one, but I was like, you know what? Two is enough. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's enough for enough. me. Although we, we must say yeah. we, we must, we must let our audience know about the elephant in the room. Urkel, which is Urkel. Fucking Urkel is on this goddamn show. How amazing is it that we've lived long enough for Urkel to be the old black friend in a sitcom? Yeah. How amazing is that? Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm just taking it as another sign of the apocalypse that we have, in fact, become come full circle. You know, yeah. and and There's this no is it. There's no point in going on. Exactly. We've we've seen Urkel grow up. And, yeah, and, and and he's still on sitcoms. You know, yeah. he's it's back impressive. to where he started. You know, the circle yeah. of life has become Continue. completed with Urkel. Yeah. This. This is what I thought watching the Big Show show. Bunny, you remember back in the history of this podcast when I would constantly rally against live-action sitcoms for kids? Yeah. 
all the time. Yeah, it, it was always like the one thing that I would go on about on the podcast, uh, cheaply done laugh track fests on Nickelodeon and the Disney Channel. Uh-huh. All of those shows, all of those shows, basically, that's this, but with, but wrestling themed and on Netflix. You and know, specifically, cheap, cheesy, not- and specifically, TV's Jesse. Yes, yes. <laughs> TV's Jesse, uh, Victorious iCarly, all of those sort of very cheap to do Netflix, Disney Plus live action comedies. Yeah. That is this, you know? Yeah. The big show is the, the big show is the broadest comedic actor I've ever seen. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be so awkward because the big show can barely act. But then everyone is chewing the scenery. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, if everyone is acting as broadly as the big show is, then the whole thing has has it becomes a sense of normalcy. But the way that I see it is just real simply the show Full House has forever ruined television. Yes. Uh-huh. And there's so many shows that are now just Full House, you know? This is, you this know? is truth. At least now you understand what's wrong about uh, live-action kid shows. Like, you understand it a lot. I think the best part about this homework segment is that I only assigned two episodes. Yeah. It's not bad, but it's also not in any way good. No. <laughs> no. You know, it, it's it's yeah, it's just it's just typical. Meh is a really yeah. good word for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just meh. But you know it, at least you're at least you're doing something. You know, I can say that. Yeah. It it at least the big show is keeping busy. At least, you know, outside of the world of professional wrestling, at least you're not just going to cons and being in occasionally appearing in some bad uh low budget horror movie. Like it, it you know, you've got something. Yeah. So like I can't hate it. Because there's no. not much there to hate. Yeah, there's the, yeah, there's nothing to there's nothing to hate. Yeah, it has yeah, to like, it has to it really has to improve to be able to hate it. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you who anyone's name is. You know, it's 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 the it's the Nilla wafer. It's the Lorna Dune of of sitcoms. Ooh. You know, like, like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with a Lorna Dune. If somebody offers you a Lorna Dune, you'd probably eat it, but you're not, you're not going out of your way for Lorna Dunes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you need a fucking Oreo. You need the goddamn Chips Ahoy. Yeah. And this is not Chips Ahoy. The big show I like. is a Lorna Dune. 
I like chewy Chips Ahoy. My wife likes regular Chips Ahoy. We're really like Romeo and Juliet in that way. I I like the chewy Chips Ahoy. I'm a little afraid of the chewy Chips Ahoy. Because how do they keep that shit chewy? That's a good point. That is a good point. What sort of polymer? Yeah. Like Like some kind of form of silly putty is introduced into the baking process to keep them chewy. Because they're cookies. Cookies stop being chewy. Yeah. Yeah. They laughed like at me at the pressure. Institute. <laughs> oh. So that's all I've got for the Big Show show. I mean, it's there. It's there. I mean, it's fine. If you have it's... always wanted a sitcom starring wrestler The Big Show, this is the show for you. Yeah, exactly. Everybody exactly. else, go go watch reruns of King of Queens or something like that. Or even that that uh, Jim Belushi King of Queens knockoff show. What the fuck was that called? You you mean like uh, the Queen of Lubbock? I think it might have been something like that. Yeah, I have no idea. This is the first I've heard of it, but I don't know. I'm weirded out by. I'm weirded out by most sitcoms nowadays. Yeah. I'm weirded out by Kevin James. Well, Kevin James is something to be kind of freaked out about. Yeah. Yeah. So at least I'm justified in that. So that's all I've got for the Big Show show. I mean, it's it. it, If you've run out of things on Netflix. It's not. There's worse. It's not going to cause harm. Yeah, but it's also not good. The Wiggles have a social distancing video out. Yeah. It's it's right under the GCW. Yeah. Because I have to see that. Now. I feel like this is a I feel like this is a show that benefits from COVID nineteen because if we could all leave the house and do things yeah. and, and and places still existed. And companies were still around, and you could go somewhere and like go have a party or something. Yeah. Then why the fuck would I stay home and watch the Big Show show? But when everyone's stuck at home and the Big Show show comes out, people go, eh. I mean, I just watched a documentary about a gay tiger owner. Yes. <laughs> I guess. I guess I'm so starved for content. I guess I'll watch the big show as a sitcom dad. So now that you brought that up, man, you just, you've just brought up a, a big fear of mine that's been developing over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. 
that Joe Exotic may actually become a thing, and we'll have to fucking deal with him for the rest of our lives. You know? Yeah. And that is not the natural order of things. Okay? This... Boo-boo honey. Right. Okay, okay. That's great. That's a perfect example. Exactly. And where is she now? She's fucking insignificant. She is irrelevant. And that's where Uh, Joe Exotic needs to be. She has a show. Yeah. Today. Yeah. She, she, it, it's a new show about, um, so Honey Boo Boo's mom was going to lose all of this weight. And so they gave her a TV show. I just read an article about it. About her weight loss, her road to weight loss, but now it's just become a show about all of her family's drama. Okay. Because, like, uh, 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 yeah, apparently she's getting back together with her violent ex that was in prison and. all of these fights and divorces and being in tabloids and now that's the show okay so it's so it's so so it's so you're right she is going nowhere and her life is just completely worthless but now that's what the show's about joe exotic is supposed to be a guy that 20 years from now you say Hey, do you remember that Joe Exotic guy? And you're like, uh, oh, yeah, that was the idiot with the fucking tigers, right? Yeah. Whatever happened to him? Probably yeah. sucking dick somewhere for, for, for meth. Oh, well, good for him. That's, that's, that's what his future should be. Yeah. I'm afraid yeah, he's going to run I'm for still... fucking president again. The Tiger King documentary is <laughs> exactly anymore. <laughs> yeah. The Tiger the Tiger King documentary is a prime example of why I never saw the movie Swingers. Okay. Like at first at first Joe Exotic was my thing because he was a kooky guy from my state. And we would talk about Joe Exotic on the podcast and no one had any idea what we were talking about. No. That was that was that was my thing. That was our thing. And now everyone knows Joe Exotic and it just pisses me off. So I haven't watched the documentary because I've been talking about him and his life for like years now. And we're going to have to live and try to deal with the consequences of that. Yeah. Look at what we have unleashed. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck Joe Exotic. Fuck that guy. So, so that's it for homework. For, for the return of homework, the big show show. It, it is fine. I mean, 
It's fine. It's fine. What's yeah? What yeah? What what boy bands were to music, the Big Show show is to television. Yes, it's it's a good yeah. airport show. Yeah. If you're yeah. stuck in if the you're airport, stuck in an airport. If you were stuck in the waiting room of a dentist's office. Yeah. You'll survive. And this was on. Yeah. You'd go, eh, I guess. That's the big show show. Buddy! Yes. We still have a, a show to get to. We need to talk about Dr. Doom. We need to talk about Illinois and John Wayne Gacy. We need to talk about WCW wrestler Glacier. Okay. Yeah, it, 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 we've got a full we've the theme of wrestling kind of exists throughout this because we're also going to be talking about La Parca. Okay. But not in the way you would expect. So we've got a, a big show that's all vaguely wrestling themed yes. to get to. But before we get to any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? We should take a break. Okay. We will be right back with more of the Pulp on Film after this. And break. Where's my puppet? It's like a fucking teamster. Every time you turn around, he's off on a coffee break. We got a building to put up here. Good luck, Mary. Stop by and see us the next time you're in. Thank you. But I'm never coming back. I don't know about that girl. How do you mean? Day before yesterday, she was the only one of three girls to survive an accident. She thinks she'd feel a little something. Maybe in her place, I'd do the same thing. Just pick up life again. But I still say she's behaving strangely. I have no desire for the close company of other people. My dear, you cannot live in isolation from the human race. Who's the man in the hall? Maybe you heard the boards pop or something. I didn't hear him, Mrs. Thomas. I saw him. There's nobody there. He's been following me. That's all there is to it. That old pavilion out by the lake. Somehow you associate it with all this, don't you? There was someone else there. That strange man was there. Hysteria won't solve anything. Now control yourself. You think I imagined all of it, don't you? You think I'm insane? I didn't say that. I don't mean that. That's just what I need. Get mixed up with some girl who's off her rocker. I don't want to be left alone. Well, if she's got a problem, it'll go right along with her. back 
with more of the Popon film. Bunny. Yes. In a world. Are you ready for another exciting installment of Bunny Versus starring everyone's favorite, most charismatic podcaster, Bunny Williams? Are you ready? I are you prepared. Are you are you in the zone and ready to do this? I am ready. All right. Well then, without any further ado, it's time once again for another exciting installment of Bunny Verses. And now here is your host, Bunny Williams. Take it away, Bunny. I say we get these people their own shopping centers and their own liquor stores, and then we just let them fucking die. I am so sick yeah. and tired of enabling the fucking stupid who have shown nothing except that they want to kill us. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Go, go. Go to work. Please. Be my fucking guest. You know, if we can minimize the damage that they do with the rest... We don't need them. They're fucking holding us back. Yes. As a society. Fuck them. Let them yeah. die. Uh, yeah, like, oh, uh, you know what? You know what? This is going to be great because Trump is a businessman and we need a businessman to run America. Well, now we know what happens when you select a businessman to be president. He only cares about the business aspect of America and not the actual American people who are fucking dying. Yes. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. People are fucking dying and he only cares about the economy. He's the economy's president. He's not the people's president because he doesn't give a fuck about us. Mm-hmm. He's out here on Twitter literally going against his own CDC recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> He's a stable like, genius. Yeah. Uh-huh. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, so how you doing? What's 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 the home life uh, been like? Well, uh my two 18-year-olds are not in the house anymore. They they left to go see their boyfriends, and Natasha put her foot down and said, hey, you you leave this house, you're not coming back because quarantine, and we got to be safe, and your dad has severe chronic asthma, and y'all can't just be still living your lives like it's like everything's okay. So if you leave that door, you're not coming back. And they left, and so... They're not coming back until the stay in place order is is gone. And yeah. Amber's a bit pissed about it. She's the one who's like like I can't believe you kicked us out, but it's like did we though? Did we <laughs> kick you out or did your own actions kick you out? Cuz that's the thing about being a, an adult now. Yeah. My two adults is that you decided to leave, so you kicked yourselves out. But it it's it's both nice to not have them in the house and sad to not have them in the house. Yeah. You know, I miss them. Also, it is a little bit pleasant to have less people in this house because we had seven people in a small-ass house, so now we've got 
five people in a small ass house and that's a little bit better than seven but also i miss them so that's difficult this week has been all about the dog okay because we found it we mentioned it i think a little bit last week we the kids and i were walking around the block and we're walking towards the train tracks and we see this dog and it's starving and it's skinny and it's exhausted and it's very friendly and and we gave it food and water and we took care of it we even took it to the vet and they said this dog is roughly a year old it has it hasn't been chipped it hasn't had shots it's malnourished yada 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 so we took care of it and it became a member of the family i couldn't tell you what the dog's name was because it had like four different names okay when it was when it was with us at first, because of the dog's black and white markings, and because I had just taught my son about the history of Lucha Libre and famous luchadors in history, I wanted to name the dog La Parca. Okay. He was the luchador in WCW, and he was the one who had an all-black outfit, but on his all-black outfit was painted a skeleton's body. Okay, nice. And- yeah, and they used to call him the chairman of WCW, not because he was in any way important, but because he would always come to the ring with a chair that he would use to beat the shit out of people. And I always thought that that was awesome. Cool, well, he's yeah. the chairman. He's the chairman. Of, but then Natasha wanted to call the dog Shadow because the dog literally would never leave your side. You always had to be in eye contact with the dog. You would go to the bathroom, the dog would follow you. Yeah. You would go somewhere, the dog would always be there. There were sometimes I'd go to bed and the dog would be just on the side of my bed staring at me until I <laughs> fell asleep. Then I thought it would be kind of cute to name the dog COVID and, and Eleanor started calling the dog COVID. And then Eleanor decided, no, I if everyone's given this dog a name, I'm going to give it a name. Dr. Doom! Okay. Is what, is what Eleanor decided totally on her own to name the dog and the fact that my three-year-old daughter wanted to name a dog dr doom is just that's a golf clap yes you know? it is. yes it is that's, yeah like good for her so uh the dog was nice the dog you know had a lot of cuts the dog was young the dog was the dog And it was becoming difficult to have the dog in the house because we have cats and the cats were freaking out and the dog was was barking a lot and the dog was ripping up our brand new trampoline because we have a trampoline. And so Natasha said she was going to work because my wife is essential, not just to America, but to my home. Yes. Fuck you. Don't say gross. Bitch. So, so she's right before she left for work. She said, Steve, today, try and find the dog's owner. And, and I just, I made that my goal. And just all day, I'm posting on various websites. I'm posting on Facebook. I'm joining groups to try and find the owner of the dog. And then people are like, oh, hey, did you try going to this website? Go to this website, call these people, talk to these people. And and it, it took nine full hours. Okay. But eventually I got two people who were like, Hey, I take care of dogs. I can, I I can take the dog home. And then there was another person who was like, 
that dog is cute. LOL, I'll take him. Uh, where do you live? Can you meet me? And I was like, it, like maybe I should just, like, I, I'm still trying to look for the owners, but maybe I should just get one of these people and just give the dog. Because, like, yeah. Natasha wanted this dog out of the house, and maybe I should just find one of these nice people. And then eventually we got a lead, and this woman was like, I that is my dog. We thought he was dead. He's been missing since New Year's. We called him Fat Boy because he was so fat as a puppy. Okay. And I was like, and I was like, I don't know if this is true. And also, since we've had since we've been taking care of this dog, I've been giving it, I've been trying a million different names. Because if there's one thing the TV and movies have taught me, Bunny, yeah. it's that when I finally say the dog's actual name, the dog will start barking and wagging its tail and jumping up and shit. Yeah. And so asking for just... a tiny little piece of cheese. Yeah. So so, so we would just be watching TV and I'd just go, Cody, Cody. Nothing? Okay. <laughs> Fido, spot. Bubba. So so the woman says that, that this is my dog. We thought he was dead. He's been missing since New Year's, which is crazy because it's April. Yeah. But she says, he says, we called him Fat Boy. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I don't know if this woman, I don't know this woman. I don't know her story. How could this dog have been missing for like four months? Like, you mean to tell me this dog has just been on the streets for four months? And also, she lives in a in a city that's that's right next door to our city, you know. Yeah. So, like, like, oh, you mean to tell me this dog's from another city and he's been missing since New Year's Eve? Like, I I don't know if I believe any of this. But let let me walk up to the dog. And so I I walk across the house. The dog is laying down uh, by some pillows, and I just look at the dog. The dog looks at me. And I look at the dog, and the dog looks at me, and I say, Shadow, and the dog doesn't move. He's still staring at me, but he doesn't move. And I go, La Parca, the dog does not move. And then I say, Fat Boy, and that tail just... <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, really? That's your fucking name? Are you fucking kidding me? Fat boy, and the tail is just, <laughs> and I'm like, what a fucking white trash fucking name, fucking really. Your name is Fat Boy, and the dog sits up, and I'm like, damn it, this dog's name is Fat Boy. I never in a million years would have guessed it, but I was so proud of myself. Like, oh, I we found, I found the dog's owner. So I told my wife and my and Natasha, being Natasha. Being the very smart, educated woman she is, she's she's just like still not sure. This, this might not be the dog's owners. We, we gotta wait. Meanwhile, the woman's like, "I can come right now. I can come right now and get him." And I'm like, and Natasha's like, "Pump your brakes. We still need to wait. Let me get home from work. We're gonna figure this out." But but finally, I just said like like sure, come on, come on over. I, I asked for pictures. Natasha said, get pictures of the dog. So the woman sent us pictures, and it looked like a completely different dog, like a very young puppy. 
that didn't have as many markings and, yeah. and was very fat. And we're like, we're not sure if this is the dog. But eventually I said, yes, come on over, come and get the dog. And once the car pulled up and the woman and her two sons came out of the car, that goddamn dog ran up to them and the family just broke down in our lawn crying like crazy. Oh, and sure enough, yeah, we found the dog's owners, and I, and it's just been like a source of pride throughout the week for me. Nice, you know. Good. Apparently, they they had a number of different dogs, and they were all of varying ages. and And Fat Boy was new, and he was like this little skinny puppy. And New Year's came around, and suddenly there's fireworks and gunshots in their neighborhood, and the dog freaked the fuck out and ran. And eventually got lost. And we think that during that four months that it was missing, then maybe it got adopted by a homeless person. But I told the woman, I was like, you might think of a different name because this dog has been on its own for so long that basically this dog is skinny boy now. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, yeah. Like, like a train spotting character. Yeah. Like, oh, you gave him a train spotting name. Fat boy, sick boy, uh huh, big big B. So so yeah, so we found the dog's owners and the, they were crying and oh my goodness, thank you, and they wanted to like pay us and stuff, and we're like, no, it's fine, yeah. you know. It, it, so so I, I I'm hoping that this is good karma. You know, I did a good deed. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. The dog was the dog was really nice. We could have kept the dog, but. But we found the dog's owners, and and it's and yeah, it's yeah. heartbreaking so, so to the, lose a pet. It's as traumatizing yeah. to lose a pet as as to lose a human. Yeah, and the woman was like, "My husband and everybody told me that this dog died, that this dog was missing, but I knew in my heart that that dog was still alive, and I've been searching since then." And it's like, oh well, fucking. Like that—that's a great story. Yeah. You know, the dog—the dog traveled miles and went to a different city, and just happened to find us because we're a beacon for animals. Yes. Our house is just like a, a beacon. So it, it, yeah, that—that's been one of the main. That's been my entire week. It was a good nice. story, and hopefully, some good things come my way because I. It was a it, it it took nine hours to find, and I can't stress enough how much fucking work it was. So many people had so many different opinions and so many different things. And and I was chasing all of these goddamn leads and posting on all these goddamn websites. One person was just like, okay, now you should now there's there's a there's a animal shelter that will definitely take them. It's only about 45 minutes away, and I'm like motherfucker i like how how much work do y'all want me to do here yeah because it was nine hours of straight up fucking work and at one point in time someone says you know it's illegal to it's illegal to adopt a stray dog in the state of oklahoma and i'm like motherfucker are you threatening me i'm trying to find the goddamn owners here yeah like what the fuck dude I'm like I'm trying to do a good deed, so like it was nine hours of fucking 
hard ass work, but it was worth it because we found the we reunited a family. So that's been my week. And I've been trying to focus on that this week and less on the fact that my all of my family isn't here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that's me. How are you, Bunny? Well, I I I can't help it. I um wasn't really fighting against it. Uh, but I have to succumb to peer pressure and get the free month of CBS all access to watch Picard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, I was curious about Picard. Sure. But like, I mean, you know me, I don't really do sequels very well. And I'm always disappointed by a sequel. And this is basically a sequel, but. With seeing the pictures on Facebook, I I have to find out exactly how bad Riker is porked up. Yeah, they're bringing back Reno 911. And I loved that show back in the day. That was such a great show. And every cast member looks exactly the same, except for Jonesy, the black guy, who has gained at least 200 pounds since he did that show and it's like jesus everyone looks the same which makes the one guy who doesn't look the same stick out like a motherfucker like he might as well be wearing a barney outfit he sticks out so much yeah yeah but yeah Riker. Riker's gotten bigger yeah and i i've got to see how much i really i i i can't you know it, it, it would just do my heart so good as it always been, does when I see a celebrity who's fallen to shit. And speaking I've about celebrities, go ahead. I've been interested in seeing Picard only because one of his uh, crewmates is the drummer from Scott Pilgrim. Oh, okay. And I, and I just love every goddamn person who is in that fucking movie. You know? <laughs> just every person. I will gladly follow. Speaking Natasha of Natasha, watch that. Yeah, Natasha watched Picard really? recently too. Yeah. Huh. But she was she was raised more with Star Trek than I was. Yeah. But speaking yeah, of broken down right. celebrities. And I'm not sure if it's still on Amazon. It must be because it was only a couple of weeks ago. I saw the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, no shit. I've got it. And I I just can't get myself to watch it. One thing I have learned over this quarantine is that going to a movie theater helps me pay attention to a movie. It is difficult for me to sit down with my like massive family and pay attention to a movie. Well, it's better than tusks or tusk or yoga hosers. Okay. Yeah, but that's not a big bar. No, it's though, not. Is it? I I I don't exactly know how to feel about it. Um, uh, it was definitely not as good as the original Jam by Bob Strike Back. You know. Um. Yeah. And, and like. mostly I'm like of two minds because this movie was pretty much 
from beginning to end, fan service. Like the whole fucking thing yeah. was fan service. You know? Yeah. Fan service. The movie. Which I like find kind of annoying, but then again, I'm a fan. You know? So yeah. it was like, wow, Jason Lee's really fallen to shit. Shannon Elizabeth is looking really kind of fucking rough too. Yeah. You know, and, and like, like pretty much everyone in the first movie, they, they're in this and yeah. other people from the, from the view of and all of that yeah. are, are in this. So it's just, It's worth a watch. About. It's worth a watch if you're a Kevin Smith fan. But it but it, it was it was just sad watching like Jason Lee's looking rough. You know? The years are not being kind to him. Yeah. 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 But Ben Affleck is starting to deteriorate. I fi- I kind of feel good about yeah. that though. You know. Yeah. Shannon, yeah. Shannon Elizabeth kind of broke my heart because she was just so fucking adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Later, we're going to be talking about New Jersey and the View of Universe in, for a very small period in time in this week's Shap. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Star Trek Picard. And again, only, yeah. only to see how fat Riker's gotten. Uh, yeah. or mostly, huh. mostly, maybe not yeah. all, you know, kind of yeah. want to see how, how Jerry Hall, is that her name? Jerry Ryan. Jerry, Jerry yeah. Ryan. Kind of want to see how good she's holding up, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I I I I think the world is in a state of psychosis so thick. I don't know how we're ever getting out of it. I've had yeah. a few fights with friends and things lately. You know, over the over the vote really? Joe Biden thing, and it's and again, it's it's like not just that. Like even telling them that you will vote for Joe Biden isn't fucking good enough. You've got to tell them that you think he's a great fucking guy too. No, I think he's the worst fucking pick ever. Yeah. You know? And I I, I don't know why people can't fucking see that we keep going through the same loop over and over again. You know? Well, John Kerry is better than Bush, you know, and each fucking iteration through the goddamn loop, this is getting worse, you know? Yeah. Yes, I hate Trump. Yes, I'm afraid of Trump, but I am more afraid of the next fucking Trump, the smart Trump that you are now, you're, you're setting us up for this. Yeah. You know, look at what a fucking monster Bloomberg was. But he was nice about it. You know, we wouldn't yep. be getting we wouldn't be getting random insane fucking tweets all the time from Bloomberg. But he would definitely be like, "Oh, all those kids 
let's just gas them, okay? <laughs> you know, they, you know, they, 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 they're hurting our liquidity, okay? We have all our money tied up into these camps. Just, just gas them and free up the money for for more private prisons. <laughs> you know, the I I mean I mean. Yeah. The, and the it's because about, people keep fucking pretending that shit's normal and shit's not normal. Yeah. It hasn't been normal for a really fucking long time. I recently retweeted an article of mine from a year ago. And it's. I tweeted that if so many people are focused on the economy and Donald Trump's daily scandals and Jeffrey Epstein and Jeffrey Epstein dying and all of this, that that I'm worried that people aren't paying attention to the fact that Joe Biden just said in a speech that poor kids are just as smart as white kids. Yes. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Oh, he didn't just say that. That was a. It's a couple of months back. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you motherfucker. Like, that would have destroyed any other politician's career at any other period in time. But because we're, you know, because of what Trump has done to us. But you don't understand. He has a stutter. Yeah. He has a stutter. That's why why he says they're not as good as white kids. Joe Biden has had so many fuck-ups that would have destroyed any other candidate. No. Yeah. But he's still there, and he's still there only because, you know, the Democratic Party has just said just same thing with Hillary. It's like, hey, y'all can vote for whoever you want, but just to let you know, Joe Biden's winning. Yeah. And it's like, God damn it. Like, really? We don't want him. And it's like, oh, it doesn't matter who the people want. The okay. Democratic Party has chosen Joe Biden. Let's and it's like, be, motherfucker. Yeah. Let's be for real here, okay? Yes, currently Joe Biden is polling to beat Trump, okay? <clears throat> yeah. But he's polling at less of a percentage than Hillary was. And where the fuck did that get us? Right? You know, I, 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 yeah, I, I I had a fight with a good friend, you know, and I don't, I don't get it. I don't get where they can't see reason, you know, because, because again, my opinion is Joe Biden has to fucking win so that we can expose the dictatorship. He has to win. He's not going to fucking take office. Trump is not going to allow that. Okay. But so, so, <clears throat> so I'm talking and I'm, I'm like, you know, he needs to pick up progressive, progressive issues. He needs to add more progressive issues to his campaign. If the rapist wants a shot in hell. Yeah. You know, 
And he's fucking arguing with me over this. And he's like, no, you just got to vote for him because, because, you know, then, or, or, or then you're voting for Trump or then we get Trump and move Trump, Trump, you know, and I'm trying to get reason through his fucking head. And so I'm finally like, you know what? Then don't ever tell me you want to win again. Cause you're full of fucking shit. I am literally <laughs> telling you what has to happen for him to win. Yeah. And then he deleted the thread. <laughs> like, I'll vote for Joe Biden, but because we got to get Trump cannot win. But don't make me be excited about it. No. No. Because he's still a horrible fucking person. It's sickening me to, to watch how people are compromising their fucking principles. Yeah. As if, as if this is, this is okay because we have to beat Trump. It's a, it's that Batman thing. I forget how it goes. You become the villain. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we don't have to believe the women anymore. And it's okay if she gets raped because she kind of likes Putin. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yes. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Harvey Dent. I mean, I don't care if she if she likes Putin or, or likes Russia or whatever, that's, that's not a good enough reason for her to be raped. Yeah. And that's not a good enough reason to dismiss her allegations. And the more they try to deny it, the more suspicious it just looks like, Hey, how about we just fucking investigate it and get it the hell over with? We need to believe all women. Well, Joe Biden raped me. Okay, well, maybe we don't have to listen to all women, is what the liberal Democrats are saying right now. Yeah. And that's really fucked up. But, But Al Franken grabs a couple of breasts while he's a comedian, you know, where... Yeah. People know this is the kind of thing Joe Franklin... Joe Al Franken might do, and he's out. Yeah. Gone without a hearing. You know, so so it's like, well, okay, you know, you're just showing me the hypocrisy in the fucking Democratic Party, too. Yes, absolutely. You know, I mean... A Republican will fuck you in the ass. A Democrat will lose use lube. No, you know, yeah. like that's, that's the really difference good. between these fucking parties. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you put that on a shirt, you know, yeah, that'd be a pretty good money maker. I'll I'll vote for you as long as you keep using the lube. <laughs> 
you know? And the whole fucking thing going around, like, I'm I'm not voting for Joe Biden. I'm voting for the next, for the person who's going to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Hmm. And you trust this guy? You fucking trust this guy? You trust the guy who seated Thomas, Clarence Thomas? You trust him? You you trust the guy who wouldn't let Anita Hill have witnesses? You're trusting him to replace yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg? And didn't it just yeah. fucking come out in one of the papers where he says he would consider a Republican for the Supreme Court? Okay. So what exactly are we voting for here? Just not Trump. That's 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 all there is. Not Trump. I mean, you're literally telling me that there is not a damn human, decent human being in the Democratic Party that you can actually run for fucking president. Yeah. You're telling me that this guy, putting everything aside, has a shit fucking record for all of his time in politics. You know, for for passing laws to enable the, the private prison system, to passing the law that prevents students for, from forgiving their student loans in a bankruptcy. You know, on and on, and and you're telling me this is the best you could do. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I fucking believe you now. And you're shit. Oh man, but you're but, just as but shitty Bunny, as the Elizabeth other ones. Warren. But Bunny, Elizabeth Warren was too prepared. She was too prepared. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. She was too prepared. She she was a progressive. It's oh. it's time. I'm sorry. It's time, and, and I'm kind of looking around for what I can do about it. But it's time for a progressive third party. It just is. Yeah. We, you know, somebody somebody recently said to me, well, a third party can't, you know, we can't win as a third party. I'm like, we can't win as part of the fucking Democrats either, so what goddamn difference does it make? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they would kneecap Bernie at every fucking opportunity. Yeah, every chance they can get. And we can't ask the other guy about rape allegations. Like, what the fuck? You know, Bernie might have visited Russia once. That was the fucking news. Yeah. So done. It's infuriating. It's simply infuriating. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I... It's it's literally a clown show now. Yeah, it's a big fat shit show. They they need to be playing calliope music because these people are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, like politics right now would fit really well with the wacky end scene music from Casino Royale. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. 
And and I'm sorry, this whole stuttering thing pisses me off. This whole stuttering bullshit. You know, I, I'm sorry. I, like, fucking think of what you're saying about people who stutter. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I totally remember that time Mel Tillis was stuttering and he completely forgot what he was fucking talking about, so he stormed off the Tonight Show. No. They choose a different word or they use a technique that they had learned someplace to get them past the stutter. Mel Tillis would sing a little. Yeah. Does he forget what the fuck he's talking about? No, he just keeps on. He might say good, 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 and then he stops and he squints his eyes and he goes, and he like purses up his face and go, and then continues on with the rest with the rest of the thought. Yes. Yeah. No, and even even when he's not stuttering. He's not making sense. He's not saying anything. Who says they Joe Biden. That's 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 the excuse. That's the yeah. excuse. He has a stutter. So all the shit that he says, it's because of the stutter. Stupid. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that he forgets what he's talking about in the middle of talking about it is because of his stutter. No, it's utter horse shit. It's like, like, why don't you get, open your fucking eyes? I mean, I, I understand that you're, I mean, this is where you are so afraid of Trump, you've gone stupid. Yeah. You know? And don't tell me I'm not afraid of Trump, because he's fucking coming after us first. The Democratic yeah, Party is already coming after us. They've got the blame game all set up already. Joe Biden will lose. They're going to blame us and use that to try to crush the fucking movement. That's what's happening. Yeah. So when Trump says, hey, how about we just kill them? The Democrats like, you know what? Might need to really consider that. Yeah. You know, so don't, you know, so don't tell me I don't have the same fear. It's just that I have not allowed my fear to drive me fucking stupid. Yeah. And pretend I'm not seeing what I'm fucking seeing. It's infuriating. It's infuriating that people I've marched with now are trying to fucking gaslight me. Yeah. You know, and I've and I've I've really just run out of patience for it. You know, I I, I had I had a friend put up uh, that I had not I had not even had words with her, but she put up like, well, if you think this is this, you could just unfollow me, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay. You ask me to, I'll, I'll, I'll comply. Cause I don't need this stupid shit. You know, I don't, I don't need, 
more people lying to me. Yeah. Understood. Just like I've been I've been posting uh every kind of Biden bro thing I come across. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh well, let them keep their vote. We don't need their vote. I've been posting those and every now now and then somebody will reply, This this seems Russian. Or they'll post something else under it. And my only reply is like, see how this works. See how this works. <laughs> You're looking right at it. <coughs> this is what you accuse the other side of doing. See how it goes? It's the, now it's the, it's the Russians. It's not actually Biden supporters being shitty. It's, it's the Russians or it's any other excuse that you might come up with. No, it's Biden supporters being just as shitty as any other political group. Yeah, it's the, uh, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're making Bernie Sanders supporters all out to be horrible fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. When we're all horrible people. That's just people. Politics. Politics has, has never felt more like they live. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. Everything's horrible. Yeah. <coughs> and we have people with guns protesting in front of government buildings to go white people yes all fucking white people yeah to go back to work i'm really at the yeah. point where i'm really at the point where you know what let's get them their own shopping centers let's get did i say this before i'm sounding like i'm repeating myself but i don't care i'm going on it anyway get them their own liquor stores let them get them their own dispensaries yeah. You know, they want to work. You know, we've got the labor to run these places. Fucking isolate them from the rest of them and just let them have at it and let them fucking die. You know, I mean, I am, I am, I am fucking dead ass tired of these people who just want to kill us. They, they're talking about all the time killing us and, you know, we've got the guns and we're starting a civil war and, we're going to kill liberals and all this fucking shit all the fucking time. We keep trying to save their asses, you know, and we will be better off if they're just all dead. You know, let, let, let Darwin have his fucking day. The problem is we have to keep interacting with them. We didn't interact yeah. with them. Go be stupid. See what I fucking care. See stocks. See stocks for coffins skyrocket. Right. That's probably what that one woman did. 
I forgot her name. That one fucking woman who who was downplaying the coronavirus while also selling all of her stocks and buying yeah. stock and like a fucking in fucking companies that make ventilators and fucking coffins and shit. Yeah. 18 million over 18 million dollars in stocks she yeah. dumped after walking out of meeting out of a meeting where they were discussing the coronavirus with Trump and and, and keep on the other ones too cuz she's not the only one who did this yeah yeah. Fucking ton of people. Yeah, there were a fucking bunch of them who did this. And then invested that money in medical equipment so she can make fucking money off of this. It's it's insane. Um, yeah, everything's, everything's, everything's still horrible. Yeah. Fucking. Bo- so, so Picard. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Picard. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm really kind of straining at the leash to get to the movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 <coughs> and I think, I think that's really about it. Okay. I don't know anything else that might have you know, happened. You know, you know what I learned today? This this is making me feel better. What? I found the first four Ultraman television series from Japan. Oh, yeah? Uh, for free on YouTube. Yeah? So, nice. Ultra, Ultra Q, Ultraman, Ultra 7, and The Return of Ultraman found all of those for free on YouTube. So I finally found my I finally found my binge. Yeah. Everyone else is finding their binge and then I'm not. Post it. You know, are you there God? It's me, Steve. Everyone else has had their binge, but not me. Yeah. Post then, it in the group. I've 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 found some good shit on YouTube. Well, not necessarily good shit, but shit that I really didn't think I would find. Yeah. And it's good because what I found was uh Ultra Q has Japanese subtitles, then Ultra Man is English dubbed, and then Ultra Seven is English dubbed, and then the return of Ultraman is back to subtitles. So that's a nice like toss up. That's a problem that I'm having with my Godzilla movies, is that I'm having a yep. hard time finding English dubbed. I keep finding subtitles, and I'm sorry, Godzilla movies need to be dubbed. Um, all of, okay, um, all of the Godzilla movies are available to download for free English dubs on archive.org. Really? Okay, all okay. Yeah. All of them. The thing is that you need to know what to look for. So they're all listed they're all under recurring dinosaur infestation films. 
<laughs> but it's every Godzilla movie uh, English dubbed. Recurring dinosaur infestation films. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it is. Yeah, it's, I, I am it's so all fucking of them. doing that. I'm doing that the rest of the yeah, goddamn all, night now. Yeah, it's all of them from 1956's Godzilla King of the Monsters all the way to uh, uh, Final Final War. Yeah, from 2004. Yeah, because like, because so like, I I still watch Godzilla movies like I'm a kid. I I, I don't <clears throat> necessarily watch the movie. You know. Yeah. I hear monsters start fighting. I look up. Yeah. And I watch and then the, that. And then the quality. Yeah. And then the quality differs. Yeah. Like uh, Godzilla against Mecha Godzilla is an amazing film with great quality, great cinematography and great special effects. But right before that, they did goddamn Megalon, which had yeah. Jet Jaguar and looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> so yeah different budgets different styles each one is yeah each yeah. one is unique yeah but on youtube so far so far i've posted yeah post that in the group but uh, right. i've posted i've posted my two best finds so far which was that show strange paradise which is a canadian Dark Shadows ripoff. Yeah. That ran at the same time as Dark Shadows. And it's really surprisingly good. It's kind of like watching lost episodes of Dark Shadows. Because they because awesome. it's it, it's got the same vibe. Yeah. And then I found the Green Hornet. God, I love the Green Hornet. That's awesome. I love the Green Hornet. I I don't get how they thought that they were going to succeed with Green Hornet, though. Yeah. You know, because it's like, got... On one level, it's got the same vibe as Batman. Okay? Where it's the same look. It's the same kind of feel when it comes to sets and things like that. Uh, and the film quality and the color, you know, the color palette kind of. Uh, yeah. And it even has the same voiceover announcer. You know? But from there, this is a serious little crime show. Like, there's no jokes. There's nothing goofy going on. It's just a little half hour. Cops and robbers, basically. I don't see how any Batman fan would have appreciated that show. Yep. Yeah. And then there's the the, the crossover episode. Yeah. Yeah. With with the Green Hornet and Batman. I, I think it's a Batman episode with the Green Hornet, not a Green Hornet episode with Batman. I still think that that was some of the best acting in a Batman episode ever. And Bruce Lee should get an award posthumously for it. You know, Bruce Lee standing there 
doing everything he can, acting his ass off, pretending that he can't totally kick Robin's ass. Right. Like, you know, just watching them, like, kind of squared off and feeling each other out was, like, ridiculous. It's like, that's I can beat up Robin, okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, at so least, you know what? At the... least Robin sixty six. Okay, I, I don't want to piss off all the DC comic nerds. Robin sixty six. I can totally kick that guy's ass. Yeah, you know, and you know Lee what would Lula. then be, you know what would then be the ultimate battle. What? Uh, Robin versus. Uh, stuntman Cliff Booth. Yes. That would be yes. the ultimate fight because, as everyone knows, like 50 year old Brad Pitt could fight Bruce Lee to a standstill. Totally. Uh huh. Yeah. Totally. But that, I, I didn't get ups, up, as upset as other Bruce Lee fans got over it. Yeah. Like, so what? Yeah. It's a fucking movie. Yeah. They. Yeah, they 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 fucking pissed themselves. They were so angry. You tell me, it's it reminds me of Ed Wood, you know, and how upset, particularly Bela Lugosi's son got out of Bela Lugosi's yeah. portrayal in Ed Wood. You know, it's the same kind yeah. of thing. But like, please tell me, Bruce Lee has not had his days where he just got all kinds of full of himself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying absolutely. all the time. I'm sure he, 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 I've always heard he's a wonderful guy. But, you know, you have bad days. Everybody's an asshole sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that was a song. I was thinking more Dean Martin. Everybody is an asshole sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. She has a really nice singing voice. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Yeah. And let's finish off, since it, since this just come to mind, let's finish off with heterosexuality. Okay, um, I, I'm for it as well. Uh, okay. But just kind of like sexuality in general, like I'm I'm a heterosexual. There there was no choice about this. I did not choose to be this. And what brings this to mind is like when I was around six or seven years old. That's when Dean Martin had his variety show, and. Yeah. He had his background dancers, the Gold Diggers. The Gold Diggers. Yeah. They would wear, like, gold bikinis, and they would dance around. You know, he had kind of like a Hugh Hefner kind of a set where he would sit, yep. sit at a piano, and there were people milling around and having drinks. And, you know, that's just the kind of show it was, but... The gold diggers gave me wood. I would have a little six-year-old Woody. Yeah? You think? Nice. 
not just those families, but other people who weren't on Lawrence. Yeah. When the women would like quarrel or whatever, I would always think about the least bit of Really? Yeah. Oh. Hey now. I know. I said I was gonna, right? Okay. Murphy. Yeah. Them and the Hee Haw Girls. Yeah. So I just kind of imagine that for somebody who is homosexual, it it's the same thing, except like maybe it's Will Robinson. You know? Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't, I mean, I'm not homosexual, so I can't really think of, of an example of what it might be, but I would imagine probably Dean Martin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so th- that was something that came to mind there. Gotcha. It's all right to get wood from Dean Martin or the gold diggers. Right. Right. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm calling out choice. Yeah. In sexuality, and I'm saying here are heterosexual examples of how there is none. Yeah. You don't have a choice. And for that, I think we should wrap this up. All right. Because, again, I really want to get to the fucking movie. Yeah, we're getting there. I've got a shap, but it's not the longest shap. So until next time, this is Bunny Williams. And cut on that. All right. Bunny! If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, the Pope on Film. I mean, who isn't? But only real fans. True! hardcore fans of this show would know two things about us, Bunny, two fundamental truths about America's hottest couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, the one main, and again, totally real fact, about you, Bunny, is that you are the nation's most successful writer of Hulk Hogan erotic fan fiction online. So, Bunny, uh, two-part question. Number one... Uh, number one, tell everyone what your pen name is. And secondly, what's your newest story about? What is my newest story about? Um, well, first name, first I, I wrote, write Hulk Hogan erotic fan fiction under the name of Pretty Pony. Uh, okay. And the latest piece I... You know, I, I I just like to sort of sit here and and, and muse. This is how, how basically the ideas originally come to me, where I'm just sitting back and I'm just like musing about Hulk Hogan and different situations Hulk Hogan can find himself in, and you know, and and and, and I'll touch myself, but but I really wondered what it would be like if Hulk Hogan went to get waxed. So that's Ooh, that's been the yeah, latest okay. piece, um, you know. So you know, just Hulk Hogan going to get waxed at the assistance that's of his a very friend, situation. Randy Savage. Yeah. 
you know nice so so yeah. you know so okay let's 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 just put it this way okay yeah one of them might force whack wax the other ooh okay uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah that's like very there's hot. a that's like there's a German suplex, and you apply the wax and get the tape on real quick, you know? Yeah. And then there's a sharpshooter, yeah. and then you rip that off. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. Really, you're getting everybody worked up here. Especially Rainer Savage. And the second thing you would hairy. know. Yeah. And the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do here on the show is I like to get a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know too well, and sort of rework it via my own unique storytelling style. So it's time once again for another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximation! Dun, dun, dun! Or SHAP, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name SHAP. It's short and to the point. Which is also why Paul Simon had a long career, and Garfunkel is just fat and eating lasagna and complaining about Mondays. (laughs) I might be getting my characters that start with the phrase Garf confused. Yeah. <clears throat> but I stand by it. I stand by, I stand by what I said. Anywho, today on the old shappity shap shap, we will be telling a short story that's equal parts history and current events. Okay. In fact, if we weren't all in lockdown and if we were doing a normal sized episode of this podcast, then this story might have ended up in Act One as a news segment or something like that. But I thought that this story was pretty historical in its own right. So, funny! Yes. Today we will be talking about the music industry and an ambitious project known as the 50 States Project. Okay. But in order to tell the story of this ambitious project, we need to discuss the life and career of celebrated musician Soof John Stevens. Sufi, okay. Are you a big fan of Suf Suf John Stevens? Ever since he did blame it on the bossa nova. Yeah, uh, so he's an indie music darling, the type of musician that record store employees say that they're really into, but they're not. Yeah. They just say it to impress you, you know? (laughs) Suf John Stevens is the type of musician that they no doubt worship as a god somewhere in Portland. Yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> Suf John Stevens, he was born in Michigan. He spent some time in Oregon. He studied in NYC. His first name is a famous Persian name, meaning something I forgot to write down. Okay. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he started off in a band or two, and then in 1999, while he was still in college, he released a very lo-fi 
DIY debut album entitled A Sun Came. And he made quite a name for himself. His music is very eclectic. So he's he's there and he's singing and he's playing the guitar and he's playing the banjo and he's playing a ukulele and he's playing a sitar and he's playing an oboe and he's playing a xylophone. In his first album, there's a glockenspiel, bunny. <laughs> Just to give you an idea of what we're dealing with here in the world of Souf John Stevens, very melodical. He layers melodies over each other. Yeah. And, uh, this first album, he made quite a name for himself. He also uses different types of musical styles. So there's pop and there's folk and there's like Irish Celtic music and there's Middle Eastern music and there's like gospel, etc. It was a fairly successful album. I mean, he, he, as, as successful as an indie album can be. He followed that album up with 2001's album, Enjoy Your Rabbit. it makes sense because it the album is themed around the chinese zodiac see so so the album makes more sense when you know that then in summer of 2003 he released an album which received widespread critical acclaim the album was called michigan Michigan. It was a it was a themed album. It was his love letter to his home state with songs that are all Michigan themed. There are songs about places in Michigan, about famous people who lived in Michigan, songs about things that only Michiganites, Michiganonians would know about. Uh and also uh Souf Jean Stevens has a very Souf Jean Steven esque way of naming songs, uh, including uh, he has songs on the album about Flint, Michigan. He has songs on the album about Detroit, Michigan. He has a song on there about Muskegon. And then there's the amazingly titled track, and this is the the name of the song. Quote: For the widows in paradise, for the fatherless in Ypsilanti. Okay. Damn good song title right there. Yeah. It's a damn good song title. You can tell that the guy loves Michigan, you know? Yes, he does. And so this album, really? Michigan, this album was, as Souf Jean Stevens announced, was the beginning of an ambitious decades-long project that he dubbed the 50 States Project. Sufjan Stevens announced that he would write an album for every state in the nation. Okay. 50 albums for 50 states. Just as the 2003 album Michigan was a love letter to the state, each state would get its own touching love letter album created by Souf John Stevens himself. And sure enough, two years after the release of Michigan, Souf John Stevens released his most successful album to date. And the second album in the 50 States Project, Illinois. <laughs> okay. 
his biggest hit to date. 22 tracks, which not only featured songs about Illinois places, but also about famous people from Illinois, such as John Wayne Gacy, Abraham Lincoln, the Chicago Cubs, and his most famous song on the album is the wonderfully, beautifully titled song, Come On, Feel the Illinois. Oh. The album was a big hit. It was his first album to reach the Billboard 100 list. And he toured the globe to, to promote it. He toured with like a, a nine-piece orchestra. The album was big. And yeah. most importantly, Bunny, it got people real excited about the 50 States Project. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh! What was going to be next? Nebraska? North Carolina? Colorado? It's, it's, it's any well, state's game. No, Bunny. No. Here comes the tragic part of this chap. In 2009, in an interview with The Guardian, Sufjan Stevens finally admitted, sadly, that the 50 States Project was all fucking bullshit. Oh, no. He called it, no. quote, a promotional gimmick and said that it was not something that he intended to ever actually do. And a few months later, in, a, in another interview, he called the 50 States Project a big joke. Oh. That I, is, is some sad, sad shit right there. I feel broken up. That is tragic. That is tragic. So that's it's, the it's history like aspect. Yeah, yeah. So that's the history part of this story. Now, here's the news part of Shap. Okay. There's a guy, a writer, comedian. His name is Joey Clift. He sometimes writes for the Onion AV Club, and he's a writer for TV shows. He's a comedy writer. He 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 made a name for himself. Uh on Twitter once Garfield had a Twitter account and he said, uh, today I'm, I will be answering any questions you have. Just use the hashtag ask Garfield and Garfield himself will answer any question you want. But at the time Garfield wasn't verified. Garfield didn't have a blue check, okay. which means that anybody could, could change their name to Garfield. So Joey Clift got his Twitter uh, name changed to Garfield Official and changed his picture to a Garfield picture and started answering questions as Garfield. And people thought he was the actual Garfield. Okay. He's like, why do you like lasagna so much? And he'd be like, I, I love lasagna so much because... Society frowns on me eating the flesh of babies. <laughs> and people are there going, what the fuck is wrong with Garfield on Twitter? <laughs> so Joey Clift, he's writing for a TV show. I don't know what TV show. I couldn't figure out what TV show he was writing for, but he's writing for a TV show. And then his show gets canceled. So now he's just at home. And he's bored, 
And he's like, shit, what do I do now? So what he did was... Uh, he had time, is what I'm saying. He's at home, and like all of us, you know, during this pandemic, he has time. So he decided to finish the 50 States Project. Okay. He got in touch with hundreds of musicians from all over the nation. And they decided to band together. And basically, Joey Cliff would crowdsource his own 50 States project. So this week, on SoundCloud, they dropped 26 full-length albums. Not songs, albums. Wow. 26 States got their own albums. Virginia, Wisconsin, Delaware, Maine, Connecticut, Minnesota, Oregon, Idaho, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Kansas, Florida, North Carolina, Kentucky, New York, North Dakota, South Dakota, Texas, Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, South Carolina, Pennsylvania. I think they've added a few since then to Washington, California, Hawaii. All got full length albums. So Oklahoma and Colorado aren't there yet, but Arizona is. I like two songs on the album. Number one, Love is the Only Way to Tucson. (laughs) Okay. That's a very Souf Jean Stevens sounding title. And yes. also, my, my, my personal favorite song, which Bella and I like, Cactus in My Ass. <laughs> really good song. New Jersey is also represented with songs such as, uh, quote, an aerial view of the Askewniverse and its creator. Okay. So there's a Kevin Smith song in the New Jersey album, which I like. And there's also a song entitled, this is probably the most uh, Souf John Stevens sounding title in all of these albums. Uh, New Jersey has a song called, quote, in which I recently learned that Robert Durst and I have the same laundromat. (laughs) I love this story. I was I I was excited for the 50 states project. I was pissed when I learned that it was fake and I'm so happy that someone at home with time on his hands decided he was going to finish it. Yeah. So there's 26 free albums on uh SoundCloud right now. I like the fact that the first two tracks on Hawaii's album, track number 1 is just called Jason Momoa Okay. <laughs> and, and track two is The Wrestlers of Hawaii. What a good song. Because there's there's a ridiculous amount of uh wrestlers from Hawaii. Hawaii also has an a song called The Floor is Lava. Okay. And that's adorable because the floor is literally the floor is literally lava. <laughs> so I I love all of this. Yeah. So everyone should everyone should go to uh everyone should go to SoundCloud and look up it's called Our 50 States Project because he's bringing it back to the people. Okay. Uh, the New York the New York album has uh one song called The Train Randomly Switched to Express and Now You s- Missed Your Stop. <laughs> I like that. 
uh, uh, North Carolina has a song called I Saw Marcel Marceau Perform in North Carolina one time And this song is what it sounded like <laughs> And of course Florida has a song called Florida Man I mean that's just You have to have that Yes Yeah Yes, you do. So I'm really excited for the 50 States Project. And soon I'm hoping to hear what both Colorado and Oklahoma sound like. Yeah. If they need help, I'll I'll get a guitar right now. I'll write a song uh, to all the racists in Shawnee, Oklahoma. (laughs) I, I can right now be a part of this historical event. So I just want to put the word out there that Suf John Stevens is a douchebag for not finishing the 50 States Project. But I'm so happy that an American hero like Joey Cliff can step in and finish it. Yes. That's fucking, that's fucking wonderful. So, uh, uh, so yeah, more people should know about this. So 50 States Project, look it up on SoundCloud. So that's cool. it for Steve's historical approximations this week. Be sure to join us next week for more uh, historically inaccurate nonsense with Steve's historic approximations. Uh, and cut on that. Funny, we still have a movie to get to, and uh, God, and I do want to take some time to talk about WCW wrestler Glacier okay. and what went wrong. Okay, because he is in this movie right there next to Kevin Nash. Like the two of them are. Uh, that's like, holy shit, look at that. There's Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, and Crash Holly. Yeah. <laughs> Legends. Like yeah. fucking Glacier. Anyway, there's a lot of WCW people in this week's movie. A yes, ridiculous amount of WCW people in this movie. But uh, maybe we should take a break first. Should we take a break? We should take a break. Okay. I, I, I agree. We will be right back with more of the Pope on Film after these commercial messages. Play us off, Eleanor. Nice. And break. That's right, Eleanor. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Maxwell. All right, me too. This puppet is twisted. What if what if she just picked up one without looking at the name and the name was like <laughs> Foggy London? During backstage party, Walt Disney shared with you a few selected scenes from his first big musical motion picture, Babes in Toyland. 
every sparkling moment an exciting new entertainment treat. Starring Ray Bolger, Tommy Sands, and Annette, and Ed Wynn. Don't miss Babes in Toyland, coming at Christmas time to a theater near you. Produced in association with the NBC Television Network. And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Act three, buddy! Act three! Act three! Yes, Bunny, my friend, it is once again time to get out the old jumper cables and jumpstart the third and final act of the Pope on Film podcast. And it is said third act, wherein we finally, in eventually, get around to discussing our all-new low-cost but still the same great taste movie of the week. And so this week on the show... Out of all of the coleslaw-themed Saw movie parodies out there that yes. star washed-up professional wrestlers, we picked the best one. Yes. With a look at the 2017 quote-unquote movie that was made specifically for absolutely no one, Slaw! The Taste of Death! Yes. Now, this movie has a <coughs> this movie has a three out of ten on IMDb and on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie doesn't even exist. Now I have an important question to ask you right off the bat because I need to know because if this wasn't happening with you, then I don't know what the hell I was seeing, and I'm like damn positive I was seeing it. Was it out of sync? It, the tiniest little bit. The tiniest little bit? Okay. It, it was out of sync the tiniest little bit for me. Um, Maybe during the download it got a bit no, mismatched? I was, no, no I happened? think I could say a tiny little bit. But it was out of yeah. sync. Okay, yeah, okay. Just a tiny little bit. Because yeah. I was fascinated with what I was seeing. Okay? Okay. Because what I was seeing was not only was it out of sync, it was not out of sync all the time. And uh, specifically, gotcha. it was in or out of sync depending on the shot. And further... I don't think this movie ever played in a, the a single theater. Yeah. I don't think that this movie was ever even intended for widescreen release. Yeah. This is how I found the movie. Okay, hold on. Let me just finish um, let me just finish a... this thought though, okay? Because yeah, and yes, yes. and on. further it would tend more often than not to be in sync if it was a close-up shot where you have a good look Ooh, at the lips. Okay. So I was like That's finding weird. that really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Uh, this is how I found the movie. There's a website out there and it's called 123movies.net. And it just has illegally a bunch of movies on there. And it's it it's not a website that can be trusted because like it will constantly give you pop-ups and some of those pop-ups are those annoying pop 
pop-ups that you get sometimes with fishier websites where all of a sudden your computer starts going yeah and and like a pop-up tells you that your entire computer has been locked up unless you call this number and send bitcoins to some fucking russian or some shit you know yeah Yeah. so so you really absolutely have to exit out every single solitary pop-up that shows up mere seconds after the pop-up shows up but if you are able to do that and do that successfully and do that a lot. If you have patience with this site that can't be trusted, eventually you will get to a place where you can easily download a film that you're not okay. supposed to for free. So I constantly go to the website and see uh, 123movies.net and see what movies they've added. Like, okay, what are the recently added movies? Because they're, they're, they try to put everything but it's like oh look at that they just put up um the robe okay it's an old ass richard burton movie from 1953 they just put that up they just put up i I uh, loved it as a kid tom hanks tom hanks's 2016 film inferno that's another one of those uh da vinci code movies they just put that up on the site so i'm constantly looking to see what movie they they have recently added they're adding new movies but also look at that they just added the bird cage and tales from the hood (laughs) every once in a while i'll find some old ass movie that i that i forgot about like a couple of days ago it like a couple of weeks ago it added uh oh what's it called fucking get shorty and I'm like, oh, no shit. Okay, yeah, I'll download that. But every once in a while, it'll upload some movie that I've never heard of and that I'm pretty sure no one has heard of. <laughs> it's like they're making it their goal to upload literally every film. And so just one day I saw a film called Slaw, and I'm like, what the fuck is Slaw? So I went and Googled Slaw, yeah. and here's the thing. No one has seen this movie. <laughs> you Google, you Google the movie Slaw, and you'll come up with maybe seven websites that mention it, and that's it. You know how yeah. obscure a goddamn movie has to be that, like, it's not on Rotten Tomatoes, and only the, like. There's only like three reviews that I could find that exist, period. So I don't know where this movie came from. I may have accidentally found it. But literally no one has fucking seen this movie. But what I find really... Not that they're missing much, I say. What I find really weird about this movie is like, it's, it's it's all very much like the lip sync. This movie looks like there was a bunch of people who really knew their shit matched with a bunch of people who were completely fucking clueless. Didn't even yeah. have the first yeah. clue. The The editing was solid. The story structure, until really you started getting into the wrestling hot, wrestlers hot and heavy, was a pretty yeah. solid story they were following. 
you know? Well, okay. The seeds okay. made sense, you know? The and it had giving... a nice flow, but, but like, it wasn't funny, which is the first fucking thing you need to do <laughs> in a goddamn it, horror comedy. If we're giving this movie some compliments, I will say this. It was a pretty good Johnny Depp impression. Yes, it was. Uh, that was pretty damn good. I didn't like the Bono. I didn't. The Hagar was like way too fat. Yeah. And uh, the 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 Ric Flair. I never would have known it was Ric Flair if he hadn't been wearing a robe that said, "Hey, I'm fucking Ric Flair." Yeah. But Johnny Depp was real fucking good. And the and the acting, the acting, the acting. Here's something that's that's really kind of like the lip sync is like what the, where you're looking at it. It's like what exactly is fucking going wrong here, you know? Yeah. It looks like these people had some acting classes, you know. They're actually emoting, you know, and putting emotion behind what they're saying, and it feels kind of sort of natural and and they're okay, reacting I, to okay. each other but they but they still they're still not good enough to fucking sell it you know yeah uh fun fact bunny the black cop cuz there's there's turner and there's hooch turner which, which is hooch. a joke so out of date that i don't even want a lot to of the jokes were outdated so, yeah but the black turner and hooch he was in Fucking Django Unchained. Yeah. And here's the thing. He had a big part. You know when Django and fucking what's his nuts, uh, the the dentist go into for the first time they go into fucking uh 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 the plantation. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's house, and he's got the he's got the blacks fighting. Yeah. To uh -huh. the death. The Mandingo fighters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one that won the fight. His name was Big Fred, and uh -huh. he was undefeated. Yeah. That was the guy from Slaw. Holy shit. The guy from Slaw won the Mandingo fight in the fucking plantation in Django Unchained. So you... these people have some credits to them. And as much as I rag on this movie, fucking... Uh, Kevin Nash did a shit ton of. He was in both Magic Mike's for shit's sake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was in a Punisher. Yeah. He was and in he fucking was in Rock of Ages. Yeah, he was in Rock of Ages. So, yeah, no, these people had some experience. Like, like the movie kept coming so close to being good. Yeah. And just fucking missing it. Like it it's was like 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 that in in and of itself is almost fucking hysterical. Yeah. It's like if it's like they were making a it it's like they were making a comedy parody but seriously and without the comedy. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't yeah. overplay the coleslaw thing. Which was the first thing I was expecting to. I was like, okay, this is going to be a one joke movie. It's going to be coleslaw. Yeah. Co 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 no, the, the, coleslaw was in it, but they didn't push it 
you know? Yeah. As yeah. far as a lot of other things have. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of the people in this movie. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people in this movie were professional wrestle, uh, wrestlers of varying degrees of professional. I mean, it's okay if you don't recognize Glacier from WCW. Okay. Uh, the white cop of Turner and Hooch yeah. won the WCW cruiserweight belt in the year 2000. Okay. It's okay if you don't recognize recently fired during the Black Wednesday of WWE wrestler Luke Gallows, but Kevin Nash is was in the hall is in the Hall of Fame twice. Yeah. And he was in a ton of movies. The the, the ton of them. Yeah. So but I, but also I like really this movie odd. is not funny. No. Yeah. Not this, at all. This, this movie was in no way funny. At one point Maxwell came to watch what I was watching and I was like, Maxwell, leave, go. I'm watching a horror movie. And then I was like, wait a second, I just heard what I said in my head. It doesn't <laughs> matter if you watch this or not. There's nothing bad here. There's nothing good here. No. I mean, like, what am I shielding him from? A really yeah. bad effect of someone burning? Yeah. So so I really I really wonder how this movie was made. This movie this that's, this movie's going to stay with me a while. That's what I that's what I was telling you earlier in the podcast. It seems like it seems like this movie was made entirely out of out of like, okay, well, Kevin Ash can be in this because he owes me. Yeah. And we can film in this restaurant because the guy who works there owes me big time for this thing I did for him. And that that's the entire budget of the film is uh. just... This movie was done entirely with favors. But I think they did they did really well in a lot of the scenes with the money that they had, I, I thought thought in spots the movie looked really good, especially in the, in the kind of um, the saw room for whatever the fuck we'll call yeah. it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was really pretty good looking, well, and the traps were were. I mean, they weren't great, you know. Again, near miss, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The the movie was directed by Matt Green, and as far as I can tell, Matt Green is one of those small-time indie filmmakers with a self-written bio that makes them seem like a million Tarantinos fucked a billion Robert Rodriguez's. Yeah. But also, you can't rag on the guy, because, like, he's made nine films. Yeah. You know? I haven't made nine fucking films. No. So at least you're out there and you're 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 a real indie filmmaker and you're making shit and like like okay, good for you, you know? Yeah. But and, and again, but yeah. like like the actual like, the actual shots were good. The yeah. camera work was good. <clears throat> the movie was written by 
an actor slash former wrestler, again from WCW, named John Cap. He also had a part in the film, but I can't, I couldn't tell you who he was in that. Like it says, he he played George. Like who the fuck is George? I don't know who fucking George is. <laughs> like. I saw the film twice. I couldn't tell you which one is George. No. But he was a jobber in WCW named Honest John. Okay. And so a former WCW wrestler wrote the movie, and that's how so many of these people got in the film. Like Kevin Nash is in there because uh, uh, Honest John was in a tag team called like the, the... the Friday night thrillers or something like that. It was a really stupid tag team, but Kevin Nash was their manager for a while. Okay. So, so Kevin Nash was John caps manager in a tag team. And so now Kevin Nash is in John caps movie. And that's how a lot of these wrestlers got attached to this film. That's, that's just fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, a, a lot of it, a couple of times in the movie you see glacier and glacier is one of my favorite stories because uh it, it was this guy and he played former basketball and football and he was this big imposing white guy he looks like a like a more muscular version of the fucking russian from rocky and so wcw in like 1999 in 2000 they were already going downhill but they were but so this wasn't we're not talking about like good sting dressed as the crow yeah wcw we're talking about 2000s wcw which sucked but here's this guy and he's this big muscular guy and he used to do kung fu uh-huh. and uh, he, he was like a black belt in kung fu so they said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make you a Mortal Kombat character. Okay. We'll team up with the, game Mortal, with the game Mortal Kombat, which was super popular. We're going to make you a Mortal Kombat character. But the, the company that made Mortal Kombat said, no, we're not getting into the fucking wrestling business. So WCW said, fine, we'll just make our own version of it. So sure, he's not Sub-Zero. He's, I need a cold name. Glacier. <laughs> and they promoted him for weeks, for months. Glacier is coming. The most imposing wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. Glacier is coming. God, Soon I remember. Glacier will dominate the ring and he'll win all the titles. Glacier is coming. Glacier is almost here. And just this massive hype. And then finally Glacier shows up and they they spend a ridiculous amount of money on like lasers and smoke machines and stuff. And Glacier comes out and sure, he's good at Kung Fu. Not the best at wrestling. Yeah. That just reminded me of the, they did that same build up for Taz. Remember? Yeah. They did that huge fucking build up and it was like, well, he's okay. Yeah. So that was Glacier. Except uh, Taz was more or less pretending to be himself. They gave him a ridiculous outfit, and he looked like a Mortal Kombat character. He would come out, he had like a mask on and everything. And yeah. 
lasers and shit. He quickly disappeared. He was like the last action hero of professional wrestlers. Yeah. Fuck around with you Nintendo, know? they'll rub you out. Are we sure he's still alive? Who, Glacier? Yeah. How old Glacier. is this movie? Huh? How old is this movie? How old is this movie? Yeah. Uh, the, cr- the end credits say 2016, but the version that I downloaded say- says it's a 2017 movie. So it's a- this movie isn't that old. Okay. Okay. Well, so, so then we, ha- we can confirm that Glacier is still alive and Nintendo yeah. is not, or whoever made Mortal Kombat has not rubbed them out. No. No, uh, he when he got fired from WCW, he worked indie wrestling and shit like that, and and he had a he 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 has not stopped wrestling since he was fired. So he's he's probably a decent wrestler now. But when he first appeared, you know, they gave him a massive hype, and he just he was fucking horrible. Could you imagine wrestling for minimum wage? I mean, what could they fucking possibly pay these guys? Yeah, yeah, not a lot. And then they're not officially employees. They're all like contractors. Yeah. 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 Each wrestler each wrestler is an independent contractor, so it's all Yeah, the wrestling world is all bullshit. You really have to love it in order to get into the business because you're not making any money from it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're responsible for their own health care. I mean, yeah. like, you have to pay your own taxes. Yeah, it's all Bullshit. fucked up. It's all fucked up. So. So what we're so so uh I we're we're doing a movie called Slaw, honey. It's a yes. uh, no, I know I heard the description this week and I heard coleslaw that. theme. Yeah. Uh, Bunny apparently thinks it's a Hitchcockian cinematic masterpiece, and I think it's a shit sandwich. <laughs> so we're at an impasse. If you want to watch no, it, no, 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 I don't want to watch it. I want to know, Bunny. Did Jeannie watch it with you? Um, she watched the the. Maybe a little less than half before what she just she had think? to go to bed. Um, I don't think I actually asked her. Ah, see, now Jeannie's opinion is the one that will decide for me without ever watching this movie it's, on what I think. It's, <laughs> because it's, it's pretty bad. you guys have two extremes here. Like Bunny loves it. You hate it. No, 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 no. I don't love it. I don't love it. Let's not get this wrong. I don't love it. <laughs> I but this is a, a really, movies. really odd fucking movie. That I, I think you should, you should, you should, you should watch it. I think everybody needs to watch this movie for how fucked up it is. Yeah, we've seen a lot of. Uh, coleslaw themed song movie parodies starring washed up professional wrestlers so uh but this is definitely the weirdest one yeah out of all of the coleslaw themed professional wrestling song movie parodies seen this is definitely one of the weirdest ones 
and and there was some real talent working on this movie, but it's like diamonds in a lump of shit. Yeah, fucking Django Unchained for shit's sake. I guess it helps that the movie that all of these people are locals in Georgia, and that's one of those states where like everything's being filmed nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's not so much love, but there's a certain fascination of 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 how how did this happen? Yeah. So the way that I see it, I like the fact that Glacier is in the film because I feel like this movie is the Glacier of movies. Yeah. No, no, Glacier the Wrestler. Uh, because this movie, this, this, you know, Glacier's a good guy. He's a nice person, but he wasn't the best wrestler. This movie has some positives in it. Yeah. You know? But also, it's not a great film. And also, it's crazy racist. Oh, God, yes. Oh, fuck, yes. Please, for the love of God, stop writing black characters. Please. Yeah. For the love of God, you are not allowed to write for black characters anymore. They they don't really speak jive. Like I, yeah, like not only are you writing a bad black character, but again, it's like it's it's old jokes. Yeah, it's right up where they were turn yeah. her and hooch. How they were fucking talking. Like nobody talks like this. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. It's one of those movies that's like it's a it's a bad movie, but also you watch it and you go, "Huh, I wonder if they need an editor." <laughs> yeah. It's every once in a while I'll see a movie and I'll go, "Oh man, this movie is bad. This movie is horrible. This movie was filmed in Oklahoma City." Shit, do they need a grip? <laughs> I'll fucking help them with their shit. Like, I don't fucking care. I'll be in slot too. <laughs> and it wasn't until it wasn't until I watched the film a second time that I realized that there's one woman in the film. And the second time that I watched the movie during the credits, I'm like, oh shit, are you supposed to look like Shawnee Smith? Probably. I think think you were meant to look like shawnee smith because she's got like she's got like one of those like 80 shirts where like her shoulder is being shown she's got her hair in a ponytail and i'm like i bet they were going for shawnee smith right there okay well that's right and it deserves a golf clap clap. exactly a golf clap and like nothing more it's like nice touch you know you did actually spend some time thinking about this yeah. Yeah. But I hope to never watch this film again. <laughs> this is what the film feels like. This is what the film feels like. Okay. 
So you you go on Netflix or Amazon Prime. I think Amazon Prime more, but you go on Netflix, you go on Amazon Prime, and you go, hey, um, the, you guys have to have horror movies, right? Do you have horror movies? And Netflix and Amazon Prime goes, yeah, we've got horror movies. We've got a million horror movies, none of which ever had a budget. Here's Slaw. <laughs> uh-huh. This movie feels like what a non-shutter streaming service would call a legitimate horror movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and for some reason, on the last break, it was making me think of of I really don't like David Lynch. He's okay, you know. Yeah. But people who it seems to me that people who like David Lynch are people who like to think they're edgy. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like Soup Sean Stevens. Everything in this show is connected today. Yeah. 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 It's all connected. Yeah, like like oh he's he he's so strange and and, and all of this and it's like dude he throws him things in the movie just because he has them on hand and he said so. You know? I mean, yeah. I wouldn't exactly go as far as calling him P.T. Barnum, you know, but he's not the genius people want to make him out. You know? No, he is not. And and really, it's it's like those are the people who think they like strange movies. Yeah. Because we can yeah. find a lot of shit that'll freak them the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. We've done them on yeah. the show already. Yeah. But also, another positive I'll say about the movie Slaw. Okay. I don't know if I don't know if any other podcast has done this movie. You know? Like I found a I movie so it. strange and so bizarre and so so unknown that like that like like I, my mouth was fucking watering you know yeah like oh my god I can't wait to do this movie <laughs> this is gonna be horrible I'm gonna love it Slaw! yeah mm-hmm. what if they made shirts I'd wear a shirt <laughs> I'd wear a slaw shirt I think everybody oh, needs hey. to see this movie at hey. least once. Oh, hey, man. You big Saw fan? Uh, excuse me. This is Slaw. Starring <laughs> Glacier, one guy from Django Unchained, and Kevin Nash. Okay? <laughs> Glacier was in this one. I'm surprised this film didn't win any Academy Awards. Yeah. Even the Razzies was like too easy. <laughs> too easy. We're gonna this one out. 
So that's all I've got for this week. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Everyone should see this at least once. But the dubbing was just the biggest thing, man. Like, I could see exactly how that's happening, man. I also liked... I, here's another positive, because I try and put a positive spin. I hated this movie. It sucks. But I did like the fact that the commissioner was like, you aren't to do anything until you solve this case. You're not to do a single thing. So, like, when they see a woman being, like, robbed and shot, they're like, oh, ho, ho. Remember what the commissioner said. Yeah. So I love the fact that like crimes are happening all around them and they're not stopping it because they have to stop this one crime. So I like that. Like, that woman got robbed! And they're like, yes. And here's what you should do. Call the police now and tell them everything. <laughs> and it's like, that's <clears throat> cute. I like that. Yeah. That's adorable. So that's it for this week. Next week, in order to make it up for you for this goddamn movie, we're doing CBGBs. Oh, thank God. CBGBs. Which what is, of course, a 2013 movie, which I'm sure had was was done by people. Was this movie like- has a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes? What? What? This movie only has a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Isn't Alan Rickman in this fucking thing? Yeah, CBGB's only has a 7%? What are you bringing me into? I haven't... What? Yeah, it has a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it has a 6 out of 10 on IMDb. Why does this film only have a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes? I gotta get to the bottom of this. That is fucked up. This is a good fucking movie. Oh my huh. god. Huh. Okay, well, we will see. We will see. Either that movie is or or something glitch. Maxwell thinks it might have been a glitch. It, it yeah. would have. Well, well, we'll find out next week. Well, it's not we'll like it got tons week. of promotion or anything like that. I don't think much advertising was spent. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll figure it out. We're going to figure this out next week. We're going to be doing the Alan Rickman film CBGBs next week. So join us next week. But now that I'm looking back at this week, we had a very well connected episode. We discussed the professional wrestlers in Slaw. We discussed uh, a dog that was named La Parca. Yes. We watched the Big Show show, and we talked about the problems in the WWE. Uh, in the WWE, so this was a pretty, I think, when it comes to thematically, theming wise, I think that this was a pretty good episode of the Bobo. I'm going damn good. I'm going damn good. Okay. Okay, good. I agree with you, but I just wanted I I didn't feel the the kind of apathy. I mean, we both wanted to do the show, but but just depression is causing a lot of apathy, you know? And yeah. I didn't feel that in this show. So I'm going damn good. Okay. Okay, good. I I I agree. I agree with your assessment there. Uh good, sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams.
And I am Reverend Steve, and on behalf of uh, Natasha, Eleanor, and everybody else in this crazy house of mine, I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens! And you do swaffle, you do drink it. And wash your hands. And wash your hands. That was very good, Maxwell. That was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was a public service announcement. And now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Yep. Do, 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 do